are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 75. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm your host. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, then you sure as hell will by the end of this episode. This is an extremely special episode. We have on some of my dear, dear friends, uh, Helen Hall and Scott Maynard, the power couple behind Hush Up and Hustle, Blender Bombs, the 80-20 lifestyle movement. Uh, They have just a wealth of knowledge. We're going to be talking about intermittent fasting. We're going to be talking about business, relationships. We're going to be talking about weight loss, plant-based eating. So much goes into this interview and you guys are just going to be blown away. They are hilarious. They're beautiful. They're eloquent. And they. the great thing about them is that they take what they do so seriously, but not themselves. I think that we can all glean a lot uh, just based on attitude and lifestyle, putting on your blinders, doing what you know is best for you, and just moving forward all the time. I think that a lot of people are going to love this episode. If you don't know who they are already, make sure that you follow them on Instagram. I'm going to give you their handles. I'm also going to put them in the show notes, but you guys can find them at Hush Up and Hustle. That's all spelled out, Hush Up and Hustle. You can also find them at Blender Bombs, which is their main company. They are incredible. And then you can find Scott. Scott is hilarious. His Instagram name is at G.S. Maynor, M-A-Y-N-O-R. They plug themselves at the end of the episode as well. So if you missed that, don't worry. It's also in the show notes. Um, but I did just want to go ahead and say thank you guys so much for your continued support with the podcast. It's been unbelievable to already be on episode 75. I know that I never thought I would get here. I just always thought, okay, let's get past seven episodes. We, you know, that's like the number one thing that podcasters do wrong is just they're in, they're not consistent. So I said, okay, if I can just be consistent with this, I know that I can grow it into something. So I appreciate everything that you guys do to support the podcast, whether you're liking, you're sharing, you're screenshotting, you're sending me a DM or a text. Everything you do means the world. So um, with everything going on with COVID-19 and with all of the changes in our world right now, a lot of people have been transitioning into uh, you know, really working on their passion project. A lot of people are out of jobs, food and bev, lots of fitness industry professionals. Um, I'm lucky to have different forms of, you know, not just revenue, but lucky to have different ways that I can support myself and still feel fulfilled in life. And I'm, I'm realizing that more every single day. And it's not just about the money and it's not just about, you know, putting content out there, being helpful. It's just really about realizing what's important to you in life and helping people, making sure that this information is on a bigger platform, connections, relationships, realizing that that's so important, being outside. Um, As I sit here recording this podcast, there's a laptop on my lap and a microphone in my lap and I'm looking out at our beautiful back porch. I couldn't be more grateful for my roommates. We've been spending so much time together outside and working out and just trying to make the best of this entire quarantine corona uh, social distancing situation so my heart is here and it's open and I'm, I just want to say thank you guys so much for your continued support even during this fucking crazy time this is an insane time and I 
have a feeling that we're going to be here for a little bit longer. Um, I don't have any more information than anybody else does, but I just have this feeling that we'll be here for over a month in the house. Um, it's now March 30th, and I, I just know that we haven't seen the worst of it yet, and it scares me for people. Um, it scares me for the world, but it also helps bring light to um, all the opportunities that this really could bring just going inward during this time. There's a lot that we can gain, not just, you know, focusing on the lack, but focusing on the abundance. So speaking of abundance, I'm going to go ahead and link in the show notes um, a new Patreon account. And what it is, it's another way to support the podcast. There are different tiered memberships to the uh, the Patreon. Basically, what it is is Eliza G Fitness and Health for the Hotter Than Health podcast. It is another way to support uh, financially. So even if you can't support financially, still liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, uh, screenshotting, that's all amazing. But if you ever want to, it does have perks. You can get discounts on uh, meal guides. If you ever want to have a consultation, you can uh, have access to a private Facebook page that we're creating. You'll get a you know, custom note from me. There are a lot of different things that go along into it. It's like a small monthly membership and it really is just another way to provide support for the podcast. We have a couple already and it's so incredibly helpful. I don't ever want to have ads on the podcast and this is just another way to um, just make sure that we can keep building this thing, keep it consistent, keep the quality high and all that good stuff. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes. It's Patreon. Thanks for anybody in advance who does sign up. So, all right, we're going to get into this podcast. Make sure that you are following them on Instagram at Hush Up and Hustle. We're going to be getting into it. And without further ado, we have Helen Hall and Scott Maynard from Hush Up and Hustle and Blender Bombs. All right, everybody, we are lucky enough to have these two beautiful people. We've got Helen Hall and Scott Maynard from Hush Up and Hustle. And I'm sure you guys have heard about their brand, their lifestyle, their kind of just their baby that they've been growing for the past few years. So we're going to talk to them about the plant-based 80-20 lifestyle. We'll talk about business. We'll talk about um, how to get through the coronavirus and, you know, mental health and love and all that good stuff. So I'm going to let them take it away. They're going to give us some information. So welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, guys. Tell us everything that we need to know. How did you guys get started? And, um, what are you guys all about for people that don't know you? Well, hey, everybody. So first off, Liza, thanks for having us on the show because this is awesome. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. I think Helen may have been on a couple others, but uh, I'm a huge podcast fan. I've been following you for a long time, so this is really exciting. And I think you've kicked my butt at Hilo uh, numerous times, and <laughs> I look forward to more of that. So, um, yeah, so basically Helen and I, we live together, we're engaged now, and we work together, and we can never, we're never really even apart. It's almost kind of crazy. So my background is I, uh, I started in North Carolina. I grew up there. I kind of um, navigated my way south a little bit. I went to, you know, undergraduate and then wound up selling tobacco for two and a half years, selling cigarettes. I was the thank you for smoking guy in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a lot of people don't know that about me, but it's uh, yeah. You know, I get two free carts of Newport cigarettes every month. I was like, "What am I gonna do with these?" Did you and sell them? yeah, so I just found people to sell them to because they're <laughs> they're quite valuable, and I would just pocket that money. And of course, the 
corporate didn't care. They were like, they're yours. Do whatever you want with them. And um, that was the perk of the job. I drove a Dodge Magnum, a uh, black Dodge Magnum, which, if you don't know, it's like a, a station wagon um, around Charlotte, North Carolina. It had a trunk full of cigarette posters. And it was kind of hilarious. Like, looking back on that, I would have totally clowned myself. Oh, my gosh. I learned, um, I learned, yeah, it's, it's essentially like a black purse. purse. Wait, what's it, it called? A, a Dodge Magnum? People the need Dodge. to look it up. Oh, it's hideous. Yeah, it, it's hideous. <laughs> it, 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 you don't see too many of this on the road anymore. Whatever. Anyway, I, uh, I realized quickly that I was like, I've got a little bit different path I, I envisioned for myself. And right as they were kind of offering me a promotion, I was applying to law school in Charleston, South Carolina, and that transition was really great. So in 2011, started law school, graduated in 2014, loved law school. Despite all the horror stories you get, it is a pain in the butt, but I really actually enjoyed going from the real world for a few years and then going back to school because my, my uh, re-education, if you will, was a totally uh, better experience. Like I, I still had a lot of fun on the weekends. I still met a ton of friends, and, and but I, I was way more focused. I was way more disciplined, and, and my grades reflected that, and so opportunities uh, reflected that as well. Once I graduated, I, I passed the bar. I was like, I was, I was essaying at Leon's Oyster Shop, cleaning up the floors in the bathrooms when they first opened, and the law office during the day. And the next thing I know, when I passed the bar, I got a, a, a job offer at the Charleston uh, Prosecutor's Office which was like a dream come true because it was such a cool job. I loved it. You know, I got to play Law & Order for almost three years. And and then I, uh, I transitioned to a civil defense firm really quickly. And that's about the time that Helen's uh, Blender Bombs and Hush Up and Hustle was really starting to take off. And so I quickly realized what was happening there. I saw opportunities for a lot of help that I could give her and – I didn't want to be left in the dust. so I had to beg him to work for me. It was not that easy. Yeah, yeah. So I had plans with a really good friend of mine who's still a lawyer, Charlie Patrick. We were going to go in business together and start a practice. And he went – we both worked at the prosecutor's office. And he left with his wife to go travel the world right before we started this practice while I was going on the Blinderbombs team and trying to help out there. I'm sorry, man, but I just – I got to stay where I'm at, you know, and he was like, I totally get it. He was such a great friend about it. And, um, now I'm, sorry, I'm, still, I'm still here. Uh, part of the blender bombs, like company, I guess, but blender bombs, babe. Yeah. I'm yeah. The, blender bomb boy. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> one and only male of the whole organization. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So go ahead, Helen. Tell her about yourself. Um, I went to USC and I was a fashion major, so I didn't learn anything because <laughs> South Carolina is not fashionable. <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun in college, but that's okay. I learned communication skills. And I want to hear about the fun. Like, what do you mean you had fun in college? Like, let's have, this started did, somewhere. All I did was party and sorority things. I didn't like, I didn't like party crazy, but like I was always doing something social. I'm saying, truthfully, I cheated my way through college. I'm a professional cheater. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love I'm just, like, it. I love like, it. Answers. 
You gotta I figure it out. Find classes as I could, so that I could Google answers. I'm gonna be the first to say I'm not that smart. Like book smart, not my thing. Scott's book smart. My ACT We're gonna get into how smart you are. You're brilliant. We're gonna get into all the different ways that you're brilliant. I think I just enjoy cutting corners so much that I didn't want to make my own smoothies. I didn't want to make my own food, and I wanted it to be done for me. So we turned it into a business so that yeah, I mean, convenience and like efficiency that's my thing I need it to be done so if no one else is going to do it I'm going to do it myself so that you know as I live the next 50 years of my life I can have my smoothies and my meals already prepared so let's touch on that we're talking about convenience we're talking about like you know you want to make the most out of your life so you don't want to waste all this time eating and you don't want to waste all this time cooking and prepping and whatever but you still enjoy food and you enjoy healthy food so you started like, what was a day in the life, and what really made you, other than the efficiency, like, how did you start to create these physical blender balls, which is these, like, nutrient-dense packed little balls that you throw into a smoothie, like, start from there, like, really, were you going to the store and getting a shit ton of ingredients, and then people wanted them, and then you were like, all right, Venmo me, you know, how'd that start? Actually, this is crazy. I hope I don't forget it. So, um, after college, I tried to do the corporate world for three months. I got fired after three months of my corporate job. Funny story, I was um, I was working for a company, and I was like the third party, the middleman between company employees and insurance companies. So they would yell at me, then I'd talk to an insurance company, and then I would have to relay the message back to them. They'd yell at me again, blah, 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 blah. It was horrible. I cried, literally cried every day during lunch. And one day, one day, this woman was yelling at me, and I was like, excuse me, man, I'm going to put you on hold. Put her on hold. I looked at my coworker, and I was like, this woman's being such a bitch. And I didn't have her on hold. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so she was like, I heard that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I got so, so scared, because 30% of the calls get listened to, so I just went ahead and told myself, and I got fired. So then I had to figure out what I was going to do. Honest started, to a fault. Like, I know. It was honest to a fault. It's, Scott will tell you that. <laughs> Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he wants to kill me. That's why you needed to hire a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. What I need is a filter. For, <laughs> you know, there's no stopping it. So I'll edit some stuff out. <laughs> so then I started personal training license. And I started working at Hilo shortly after that. And it was... One of them worked at the Hilo, came over to my house one day. This was probably three months into Hilo being open. And I was like, I have this idea, like these smoothies that I've been making for the last couple of years. I, they're so inefficient because I finally, like at Hilo, I had to be at work at what, 4.30 in the morning? I was like, I don't have time to make a freaking smoothie this early. Like I need efficiency. And so that is why I, all the ingredients that I was putting in my smoothie, I rolled into a ball and I had her taste it. And it was the pecans that made all the difference because I used pecan as the base instead of um normally I'd use almond butter but I switched to pecan butter for the sample that I gave her and her eyes lit up and she was like oh my god oh this is something and so I started making them for clients I started posting their testimonials on social media and just kind of like it blew up kind of oh well, I, now this is a different story than I've ever heard because I always heard that you were huge in college you gained all this weight and then you talked to your <laughs> Sure. I did. This is my. Uh, this is how it is. Oh, okay. 
but I wasn't making the blender box in college. I was measuring the ingredients in college. So as this was happening, Helen and I were dating, and I recall those early mornings. I was that's way too early for me. And then <laughs> she would be, she would have people come to the door and pick up these little bags of bombs, and they'd be in Ziploc baggies. And the whole idea was, hey, instead of adding all these ingredients to your smoothies, uh, here I just went ahead and rolled it for you because. I know you're not going to do it. She had a couple older gentlemen who were getting trained, and they they, they, they needed it to be done. They didn't need to be. They weren't going to do it. They weren't going to go to the grocery store and no. buy this stuff. And no. they said that. so. She was like, "Okay, fine. I'll just do it for you and I, and make these bombs." And it started sort of slowly just having this domino effect where people were like, oh, I, "I this makes sense. Like this is what I was doing anyway. I was teaspooning out these 13, 15 ingredients. You just made it so much easier." And so, like you were saying earlier, nutrition and convenience and kind of marrying those two concepts, um, a lot of people often are saying, well, it's really expensive or it's really hard to eat healthy. And there's a there's definitely a vibe with that because you go to Whole Foods and you walk out and you've got three things and it's a $50 bill wow. or a $50 receipt and you're like, oh my gosh, like love Whole Foods, don't get me wrong, but it can be expensive to eat uh, premium foods. So the, the idea was to, to marry nutrition and convenience and at least take out some of the hard steps yeah, and make it easier for people to get those healthy fats and fibers. And that's, I've kind of bought in uh, with the whole idea because I, I mean, I, I to be honest, I was, I was a hater in the beginning. I was like, what are you doing? Like you got to get your life together. Like, uh, you're you just you got, rolling up these little nut sacks and selling them. And yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, these little, they were, she was making them in her kitchen. I was like, okay, cool. But it was like every night and I was like, oh my God, this is kind of getting kind of crazy. And then there was cats like crawling around. One who's got doesn't even know this, but when it started getting, and I'm going to tell you now, but when it started getting bigger, um, so I was out of town and I didn't have enough room in my kitchen. So I went to his kitchen and made blender balls <laughs> in his kitchen when he was out of town. <laughs> and I tried to clean it up so good, and he didn't know. Oh my gosh! I'm but glad I had you did. A spare key. I'm glad you did. I mean, oh, good. Can you there imagine? Maybe if you hadn't done that, then it would have made all the difference in the world. So I think that the real hero here is Scott. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's not enough credit. They're gonna put me on the back of the box one of these days. What's funny? That <laughs> he totally wasn't a believer at first, and about like I don't know, six years ago. When I first started getting into health and fitness, the guy I was dating at the time was also not a believer. He was like, Helen, you're wasting your time. Like, you're not, honestly, borderline abusive mentally. But he was like, you're not going to be successful. Stop going to this personal training lesson. Stop posting your stuff on social media. Like, Okay, let's be really clear that I had never said anything. <laughs> this is not Scott. No, Scott <laughs> is Yeah, I mean, I encouraged you, but I was also like, you know, I, you don't know where anything's going until you get there. And I didn't. I wasn't sure. I mean, I was just watching what was happening, and I'm like, is this, you know, are you going to be doing this out of your kitchen the whole time? Because you didn't like that I had cats, and I was also making food in the same room. Yeah, I was kind of like looking at the food. Which, by the way, guys, is not the case anymore. There's a whole manufacturing process. There's not, like, cat hairs in your food. I can promise. Wait, but. For three months, and then we moved to a catering company. There you go. That was very early on, like yeah. Ziploc bag blender bombs. And thank you for all the people who were picking them up from our doorstep then and letting us putting them in the mail, going to USPS every day. And I was trying to be so cheap that if I saw that it was a Mount Pleasant or a Charleston address, I would drive it there and just drop it off in their mailbox instead of like buy the, buy the $3, $4 thing. So, so I want to get granular. You're saying, okay, I'm... 
what are people buying into? Yes, they're buying into convenience, but why these balls? What is so specific about the blender bombs that, like, why do we need them and why are they so perfect? What is something that, like, what are the top three things about blender bombs? You're like, duh, you need to have these. It's so, it, I mean, it's vital. It's important. It's your longevity. Yeah, this goes back to what Scott was saying, too. Um, the reason I started the ratio of nuts and seeds that are now in blender bombs, I was in college, gained 30 pounds, go getting cocks. And <laughs> I would lose it, gain it, lose it, gain it. I tried vegan, paleo, keto, vegetarian, uh, macro counting, high, low carb, all that stuff, high protein. And I would lose the weight, but I'd gain it back. So I went to my doctor, and I was like, excuse me, but why am I so hungry? I cannot stop late night eating all the time. Like, I have no control around food. I just want to eat it all. One time I ate 25 of the Reese's eggs in one sitting. 25 of them. And then, like, a whole pizza. It happened all of this time. So he was like, you're not getting enough nutrients. And he gave me a list of the nuts and seeds to have every day that when combined. It's every essential amino acid, every essential fatty acid, so, like, a complete protein. So I started putting them in my smoothie, but I was measuring them out. I would do, you know, half a teaspoon of this, a teaspoon of this, a tablespoon of this. Um, and I had the time because I was in college. So that's why the blender bombs work is because when they, you use them consistently in conjunction with fruits and vegetables in your smoothie. And a lot of people eat the blender bombs as snacks, but it's so important to have them in a smoothie too. Yeah, but you eat enough fruits and vegetables yeah. anyway. But the average person doesn't get enough fruits and vegetables. So... When you combine the blender bombs with the fruits and the vegetables, it's a true meal replacement because those nuts and seeds give you the amino acids and fatty acids that are not in the fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And talking about the amino acids, and I know that we, in my podcast at least, I know my listeners know that it's so important to not just have, you know, a plant-based diet, but you need to be smart about it. You yeah. need to get all your essential nutrients. People get so concerned about oh, well, what about protein? This is too much fat, too, not enough protein, blah, 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 blah. But I think that the word protein definitely gets, um, it gets mixed up and it's just this one very direct word and people only associate it with meat or beans yeah. or whatever. But um, the whole point is getting those essential amino acids that create a protein. So it doesn't, <clears throat> it might not always look the same. So people, what do you say to people who are, I know you get this question all the time, you already know what I'm going to ask. Mm. When people say, well, I don't get enough protein. I'm not going to get enough protein with a plant-based diet or an 80-20 diet. And I want to hear from both of you guys. Scott, you're a super athletic surfer dude, always out, always moving, like probably did 100 push-ups this morning. But, <laughs> but um, like when, when people say, oh, I'm not going to get enough protein, after you like take a deep breath, what do you say? Honestly, we don't get that question very much anymore, and I think it's because of people like you and documentaries that have educated. Um, I still get that. So we did a pop-up at Costco recently, and we had a, a lot of new interactions with potential customers, and that was a common question among women probably over the age of 40 or 45, mm -hmm. and they, you know, protein is an essential nutrient, and that's the first thing I would say. You can't not have protein and survive. But I was like, you, the misconception of that you have to have hundreds of grams of protein is not true. You can get uh, healthy proteins from leafy greens, from nuts and seeds, from fruits, from lentils and legumes and all these things. 
And the way we say it is, is like this is, it's the fat and the protein combined that makes makes the blender bombs kind of a meal replacement option. And you're getting sufficient amount of protein in every bomb. And then with a with a healthy smoothie, you get additional proteins. Mm-hmm. So we always say like you're getting protein. Yeah. And then the next thing I say is when you look at your protein powder, do you know the ingredients that are in there? And they'll say, well, no. And I'm like, listen, that's synthetic powder. And it's, I was like, not that there's anything totally wrong with that, but I would much rather be able to look at the back of my box and recognize every ingredient and say, I know where this derived from. Like this came from a tree or from the plant, a plant or whatever. And it wasn't just a, a chemical reaction in some lab that was then dehydrated and put into a giant jar and sold back to you for $40 an ounce. So it's just a, it's just a really equation once you sort of break it down. It's like, look, don't overcomplicate health. Make it oh simple. Gosh. And, and this is how we're going to give it back to you. And mm-hmm. so, like, sure, eating healthy isn't always easy. Like, it's not always going to taste like a cheeseburger and a pizza <laughs> and ice cream. Like, it's just we not. We, like, don't even want that stuff yeah. anymore. <laughs> and so you sort of have to train your body out of craving those things. And that's what Helen's really been it, the queen at is being like, I, I was totally the victim of that unhealthy eating cycle. And then when I finally broke it, my body stopped craving those things and then it craved healthier foods. And it's like this, it's this habitual sort of, uh, this, this routine you've got going. But I think that because I do have the smoothie every day, like I don't like to eat salads, you know? So I get, I put a bunch of veggies in my uh, smoothie. Scott doesn't eat the smoothie every day. He only has it at, like, like he, he always halfway finishes it. Well, but I then I finish it. I was going to say, I would love that partnership, but give me yeah. your smoothie. Awesome, I'll finish it. No, no, I finish my smoothies a lot. You eat a lot of veggies for dinner. I like pasta. And you you guys are human. Like, you'll have some wine. You'll have some chocolate. You're, and and that's what I want to touch on also is, like, the 80-20 lifestyle. So, uh, everyone here is 80-20. Now it's a brand. Y'all are truly branding 80-20 because I think it's really the only thing that one isn't going to scare people away and two it's it's maintainable and also you don't have that like mental guilt and that moral hangover after you have a slice of cake or whatever it's more just like a let's get up and go then all right you had your piece of cake cool let's have a smoothie and then maybe later we'll have pasta let's not villainize any certain type of food so touch on 80-20 and why you think that works so well like for the both of you guys oh my gosh this is so funny, and I didn't remember it until yesterday when I was talking to someone about it. But I didn't always used to be balanced. Like, I totally, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I totally had orthorexia. You know, when you're, like, too obsessed with food? Oh, yeah. That was when I was at Hilo. Before I started Hilo, I became that way. Like, after I got let go from my job, and um, I went down the health and fitness rabbit hole and went through the personal training stuff, and I became obsessed with food, and I wouldn't eat anything remotely bad, nothing at all. Like, even Scott will tell you how annoying it was because I would give him hell about the food he was eating and, like, guilt trip him on it. It became a judgment. And it, oh, it horrible. I didn't realize it at the time because I was stuck in it. And it was Liz Wood who was like, Helen, you're orthorexic. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And then I went home that day and I started thinking about it and I just forgot about it. But I look back on it now and I totally was. And so now I've, tra- I've transformed kind of from that into this totally, this 80-20 lifestyle, which is just, and my weight hasn't changed at all. You know, like, if anything, I was probably too skinny when I was orthorexic. And Scott would say things like, Helen, you're looking a little unhealthy, like, not in a nice way, in, in a loving way. But um, 80-20 just means 
80% of the time you're eating whole foods, 20% of the time, like, whatever. So if the base of my meal is, you know, beans and rice or a whole grain or some sort of vegetables, <laughs> vegetables are always last for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. Thanks for saying that. People always think, oh, she must eat kale every single day. I'm like, no, I promise you guys, like, loves fruits, loves rice, loves carbs, loves beans. Yeah, I put, I only have smoothies so I can put veggies in them, because I really don't enjoy eating veggies unless they're cruciferous. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would applaud Helen in the fact that she's definitely, she'll go and, and eat some pasta several nights in a row, but what she does in Champions that, that's hard for me to do, is she's got really good portion control. She can take a, <laughs> she can take a rigatoni pasta that's delicious, and I would want to eat the whole thing, but she would just have, like, what would be a, two servings or whatever, and, and that would be her meal, and I'm like, oh, well. That makes so much sense. Like you're that's not limiting true. yourself with really good foods. You're just eating the appropriate amount, and then like coming back to it if you feel like I'm still hungry. Like I'll continue to eat some more later on. But I don't but, even um, think about food anymore. It is so freeing, and I attribute that to having the whole smoothie, not just like the blender bomb as a snack. Yeah, and I think but, that right. smoothie challenge in April. You're and we touched on this, you know, it's all about nutrient density. Your body will tell you what it wants. You know, if your body is still craving food, then you're probably missing something like, and it could be as something as specific as like selenium or some mineral that you're like, what the fuck is even it? Is this sorry for cussing, but yeah. And so I think that having that full, the, what was sorry. that? I didn't start taking B12 till last week and I can see a huge difference in my energy. Again, that's huge. And I mean, of course, there's supplements that are super important that if you're not eating like eggs, meat, fish, dairy, like B12 or like vitamin D, maybe you do need to supplement in. But again, that's the same with if you were doing a keto diet. People people don't villainize the keto diet as much as they villainize like veganism or plant-based because they think that they're still getting everything. But then you, you're lacking in salt. You're lacking in magnesium. You're lacking in, you know, all these different things. So I think that having the essential nutrients in the blender bomb while allowing yourself 20% of your meals and then having the base be whole plant-based foods. Um, and I, so you just said something that I get a lot for anybody like nutrition clients that reach out, they'll say, but I really don't like salads or like, eh, I'm really picky about vegetables. Tell me a day in the life from start to finish. And then I kind of want to get into intermittent fasting for people but yeah. what does a day in the life look like, even just for the both of you guys? Like, what does it look like for eating and drinking? Okay, so for eating and drinking, I always, Scott makes coffee in the morning. I try, I'm not that good at it. My portion sizing is off with the coffee <laughs> and water ratio, it's just not there. Um, so we make coffee, and I put a cashew, a powdered cashew. So it's not, it's not powdered. So I take the cashews, you blend them up in the blender. And then I put the cashew in the coffee with a little bit of honey, and then I um, use the frother to zoom it. Yeah, that's the best. So good. <laughs> it's on frother. You should link that here. So good, guys. And then um, around 12 o'clock, I have my smoothie with granola on top. But lately, I've not been having the granola on top, and I've just been eating some cookies. So I'll have the smoothie and like three or four cookies. <laughs> the 80-20 cookies. And y'all, I'll link all of these recipes and I'll link all of the products in the show notes. I love the cookies. And then um, around three or four o'clock, I'll have a snack, whether it's avocado toast or one of the hustle pickup meals, like a pasta. 
And then dinner, um, I'll either do the hustle pickup or Scott will cook. Like I said, I don't like to cook. I'm just not good at it. We tried last night. We had a picnic. It was a fail. But (laughs) it was a good picnic, but my meal was not good. Um, And so it's always pasta. I always have pasta or pizza for dinner with a ton of veggies. Mm -hmm. If I have a sandwich, if I want a salad, I'll take a pita and I'll stuff the salad in a pita. Just because I want... You know, I want to, and because, and I don't know if it's like an Ayurvedic thing or, or what it is, I just don't like salads. Sticking a fork and lettuce, not appealing to me. But when I ran that poll on Instagram, it was like 60% of people love salads and 40% of them hated it. I'm in that 40%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of the times people say, like, different times of year, they want mm-hmm. raw vegetables sometimes like during the summer they'll be like oh maybe like a margarita pizza something lighter but um you just touched on okay you love carbs you love bread I, I i every time i post a picture of bread or toast or things like what kind of bread is that is it like a a no calorie bread it's like no it's just it's toast so um i think that when you pair your starchy carbohydrates with a lot of vegetables it it will take down the amount of carbohydrates. So if that is something you're worried about, it's kind of like a double, or, I mean, it's a double win where you're, you know, getting more fiber and then reducing the amount of starchy mm-hmm. carbohydrates. And then you're filling in those nutrition or those like nutrient needs that you need. So I think that you said it all right there. If you want to have a salad, you don't have to just like have a boring salad, shove it in a pita. That's an amazing yeah. idea. And like dip some hummus in it. It's so good. And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, the people who ask, what type of bread is it? Is it, you know, keto or whatever? I just remember being in that mindset. I wouldn't touch bread mm-hmm. when I first was, you know, when Liz first met me. I wouldn't touch it because I was like, this thing make me fat. And, like, this is going to be inflammatory, things like that, because I was in such an unhealthy mindset. Um, but, I mean, it took me going to that low to realize how I can help other people. And, like you just said, you just tell them, no, it's freaking bread. Yeah. And this has been so important for me to learn is – you know, people right now focus on high protein, high fat, low carb. But I think you and I do the opposite, where we do high carb, unrefined carbs most of the time. High carb, um, protein, and lower fat. So we're not smothering our vegetables in oil. We're not using a lot of a ton of vegetable oil salad dressings. We're not eating fat from cheese. We're not eating a lot of fat from meat. You know, we're using some coconut oil instead. And that is why I think my weight uh, maintains where it is, because if I did eat the way that I ate, high carb, but I also ate high fat and high protein, I would blow up. Well, any macronutrient that you eat in excess is going to turn to fat, and, and that's just about finding that balance, what works for you. And you said it right there, it's the unrefined. It's, it's having cool. simple ingredients, less is more. And so... You said, you know, you guys have a smoothie every morning, typically Helen, you do, and then Scott once in a while will. Getting there, getting there. And some people just, like, aren't, that's okay. Some people just don't always finish their meals, whatever. But talk about (laughs) intermittent fasting. So I know we're going to have another podcast talking about human design because you and I are both projectors. Um, And, Scott, I think you are too, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Is that what I was it's hard. And huh? We sleep till 9.30 a.m. every day because we both, like, can't <laughs> Well, no. that, but also, like, intermittent fasting, I tried it, and I can do about 12 to 14 hours max, and then anything more than that, I'm like, I'm, my belly hurts, it's wrong yeah. for me. Yeah. So. Also, up a lot earlier than us. It, it depends. You know, I wouldn't say that I've got as, uh, I'm as 
uh, clever in, in – I'm not as intelligent about all the foods that I eat, but I, I will say that I I try to follow a balanced diet, and I balance it with a few different things. Like I try to keep a, like a, some exercise in in what I'm doing, like whether it's just walking or playing basketball once a week or something like that. I, I, I always always find that drinking a lot of water helps with with like cravings, and it helps with just digestion. I mean, it seems so simple, but it just keeps the wheels grease and like it just. Keeps <laughs> keeps me going and then yeah. well, I, I don't ever think of intermittent fasting as intermittent fasting but it just sort of naturally happens like I eat my last meal before I go to bed or whatever I wake up in the morning I don't eat again I have a, two cups of coffee black and then I, uh, I probably don't eat again until like 1 or one thirty. and so then I eat like a big meal at night like I cook like I always overcook like I'll get um I'll make a bunch of I'll saute a bunch of veggies and just put them on rice or make pasta and do shrimp from down the street with like I'm always something just like whatever sort of happens to be the carb with lots of veggies and then about once or I used to not ever really cook red meat or chicken and lately I would just eat that on the weekends at like a restaurant or something but lately I've been I've been cooking more with me and I try to just be really smart about what I'm cooking how I'm going to add it to my food and pairing it really well so like the other night I had a steak it was a really nice ribeye uh, it cooked. It was a lot bigger than it, than it, than it actually provided because there was a lot of fat that was in there marbled. I got rid of that. It just was for flavor. And then I coupled it with lots of green beans. I did Brussels sprouts. I did onions, mushrooms, and a big pepper. And it was like, it was awesome. And so I walked away. I felt really good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The cat loved I, I gave the cat something to say, too. He loved it. So, um, I love that. And it's yeah, not like you have to eliminate. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to eliminate anything. If you can find, like, you know, if we were, if you're out and you're fishing and you're like, wow, I just got a great piece of fish or salmon or whatever, some low mercury fish, like, have it, enjoy it, eat it raw, whatever. You know, it's yeah. not about – that's how I am at least. I love seafood. But, um, no, I think that that's amazing. And also I love that you guys are in the same house where, like, one person is having a cat on his shoulder eating a ribeye and the other is maybe having a bowl of pasta with, like, full veggies. It's great. Um, so the intermittent fasting thing is a question that came up a lot when I was taking a poll of what am I going to ask you guys? There's just so much. Um, why do you rep not, and obviously I know we're not doctors here, but you know, it's something that a lot of your clients have found success with. Why do you think the intermittent fasting has so many benefits? Like, what do you think are the biggest benefits of intermittent fasting? Why should or should not people people be dabbling with it. Yeah, and before we go into it, I'll just say, like you said, we're not doctors, and everyone should ask their doctor always before doing intermittent fasting. You shouldn't do it if they're pregnant. Um, and I think my it's easier for me to intermittent fast because I don't work out as much or as hard as, you know, the people who go to high-low four or five times a week. You know, And like you said, it's hard for you to go 16 hours because you're hungry. You work out, so you burn a lot more calories than I do. So it's easier for me to go 16 hours without eating. Um, I it took me about a week to get to start. It took me about a week of it being a little uncomfortable waiting until you know 12 or whatever to start eating because I was so used to eating at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever. Um, so after that first week, I really haven't even thought twice about intermittent fasting ever again. It is so natural to me. It's not even funny. I think why people should do it, should give it a try. 
if their doctor says okay, um, is the digestion thing. If you give your body a break so that you can finish digesting whatever you ate the night before, a lot of people don't realize that they're eating at 9 or 10 p.m. And then if they wake up at, you know, 7 to go to work and they eat at 8 a.m., that's not a lot of time for you to finish digesting your meal before. There's also a lot of research out there about it helping with aging um, and just eating less calories in general, how that helps with aging. Um, obviously, the more your body has to burn, the more work your body does, the quicker you can age. That's what the research out there has shown so far. And so I do it, I don't know, to stay a little bit younger, I guess. Whether it works or not, I feel great on it. I don't suffer at all. Like, I feel my best on it. I don't even think twice about it. And I also feel like you touched on it. And obviously, in my podcast, we talk about poop and conference calls all the time. So when you're extra regular, when you're having um, that extra time for your body to digest everything, um, I feel like that goes into healthy skin. It keeps the toxins out. It helps you. It boosts your immune system. Um, also prioritizing sleep within there. So I just wanted to touch on that and see kind of what your mindset was. And, um, and I want to keep you guys for like three or four more minutes and then I'll let you guys hop off. Okay. I was like, we really could, but I do want to, <laughs> I want to get into like specifics of what you say. I can touch more on intermittent fasting too, if you want. Yeah. What are some things that people have said, I know, like, what is your, for people that aren't following Hush Up and Hustle or Blender Bombs, um, what is something that you hear most often um, with intermittent fasting paired with a Blender Bomb smoothie? Weight loss. So much weight loss, so much more energy. And food freedom. If you, it's like Steve Jobs. He wore the same thing every day and he never had to think about what he's going to wear. If you know what you're, when you're going to eat and you know what you're going to eat, that's like two things you can check off that you don't have to think about and you can spend your brain power doing something else. As long as it's healthy for you, I say give it a try and see if you like it. Like give it a week, see if you like it. Um, weight loss for sure because your body is getting into those, that fat storage to burn that body before you have your first meal. Um, and so, you know, you can lose weight having butter bomb smoothies, which into a mostly plant-based lifestyle. But you can lose weight quicker if you add intermittent fasting in there. I will say, if at any point after the first week of doing it, if you're ever ravenously hungry or you're ever just really hungry, eat. You know, mm. you don't want to stress your body out. That's the worst thing you can do is put your body in a stressful situation. But a little stress here and there, just like a little bit of hard workout here and there, it's not going to kill you. If anything, it'll wake you up. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started doing the Blender Bomb smoothies and intermittent fasting, I used to only go to the bathroom, you know, number two. I used to poop only probably once a week, once or twice a week. And then when I started, the first week I did the Blender Bomb smoothies after intermittent fasting, I pooped. I started pooping every single day, like within an hour after the smoothie. And now that I've gotten rid of most of the, I've gotten rid of, you know, 99.9% .9 of the meat in my life and about 80% of the cheese, I go probably two or three times. Like after every meal. Scott is like, I'm falling more in love with you. Your body's not great. Much information. You like it. He gets so mad at me when I leave the door open. When you leave the This is, we gotta do dinner some night. We gotta, this is so. You don't want me to cook. Yeah, I'll cook for you. Come on. There you go. There you go. We'll have you over to the casita and we'll cook and we'll talk about pooping and, you know, leave the door open all you want. 
Say it again. Of his life private, so I don't even know how often he goes. Tell yeah. us, tell tell all of the listeners. Um, Wait, I, I don't I don't have a log. I don't have a log. So say, is a physical log or a daily or every other day? Daily or every other day? Have you noticed a change in your conference calls since you've added in more plant based foods? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I think maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I've gone through, so I've gone through bouts of both. I mean, it's like never, never twice a day. That's super rare for me. What? Um, I had a friend who used to go like three or four times a day and I was always so impressed. I was like, what? I mean, are you just sitting there on the phone? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, but, I think that. Um, you said it best. You, you touched on this earlier and you know, I'm a huge advocate for like putting salt in water with lemon, making sure that it has electrolytes and things like that. I always say hydration is super key along with a plant-based diet. Um, it's just, it's easier to slide down a wet water slide than a dry one. I always say, so like, it's kind of just like keeping everything hydrated, all that good stuff. And you know what, Scott, maybe you're just working at like a hundred percent efficiency that you don't even, you use everything you ingest. So... It's taking its way out. That's fun. I always say you guys have one banana a day because you want your pig to look like a banana. Soft bananas. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. They make smoothie. Sexy. Um, Okay, so one thing that I want to touch on, and I think I've said that a hundred times on this podcast, I got to get out of saying one more thing. You touched on it earlier by saying that the first relationship that you were in, you said that he was not supportive. He was saying, this is a dumb idea. Um, You're not going to make anything of this. And then you still, I mean, you didn't have that much support in the beginning at all. What was, would you say that you had like a mantra or something that you did that helped you put your blinders on that made you say, fuck off this is something that I want to do and I'm going to figure it out I think it was the big there's two books Big Magic and The Magic of Thinking Big um I read those two books during my unemployment months <laughs> just Which, I focused purely on personal development during those months um read those two books and I just think something within me kind of changed my mindset changed and my my dad has always been the type of person he ingrained it in my blood to just if you have something to do, go ahead and do it. You know, if you're thinking about taking the trash out, just freaking do it. If you're thinking about sending an email, just freaking do it. Like, stop waiting, just do it. So, oftentimes, like, if I'm in the middle of a conversation and I remember to do something, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to do it. You know, it might be a little rude, but I just, i got to get it done because I can't remember which book this was that that taught me this. It, you might know if I explain it to you, but it's like when little messages get popped into your head a lot of times they come once and then they never come back so it's like if you don't act on it immediately it's gonna be gone it's like your your instinct so yes and so some people think i'm spastic and i might be a little spastic i don't know but it's just because like if i have an idea i want to act on it right then and there so i don't forget it yeah and i think that that has a lot to do with your intuition you really have and I don't know if this is just because I've been doing more pro- like projector human design work and the research. You have such a great gut instinct followed by also surrounded by support. So I want to hear how 
I want to hear how you like keep having such big balls to make big decisions because as a brand, Hush Up and Hustle has gone from selling little brown bags of you know, nutrient-dense balls to being a complete lifestyle brand. It's a crazy concept to think about it, uh, where it started and where it kind of is and where it continues to go. I, I think that's one of the biggest things we, we sort of pride ourselves on. Like when we go into like a pitch for Blender Bombs and we're trying to sell like a, like a retailer or a company on like, hey, you should carry this. Like we think this would be a good fit on your shelf or whatever. Um, one of the things that we really focus on is like, look, like we're, we're not – we're not a one and doneer. I mean, we might be. Who knows? But we have a like an innovation pipeline where it's just constantly evolving. We're constantly t- challenging ourselves to stay relevant and stay, stay, uh, keep people from like getting bored with the same thing. Just Helen's got a crazy ability yeah, to start new projects. Like I swear to God, she 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 starts like a new company or a new idea like every two weeks. I, I can't keep up. No, it's um, you would have an anxiety attack if you saw my to do list. So my, my core the core co packers. I sent them this on Monday. Ah! It's like these are our projects for the year that we've got to follow through on. I'm excited for that packaging. What I just saw is going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah, I'm so, so proud. The, the 80/20 cookies and the the bomb drizzle and the blender bombs and there's granola and bomb butter and like we're talking about doing bars we're talking about doing she wants lactation bombs or bars we did a cbd bomb this year we did uh, i mean it's just like it's crazy we're it's a lot of fun but you know i also wonder at what point are we going to be able to are we going to be like whoa we got like way too much to handle but um it's a fun way to be so Yes, it's exciting. We, we want we want partners, business partners, and, and customers to be excited about what we're putting out. And so, it might be a one-off thing. It might be something that's there for a year. It might be there forever. But if people like it and that we get positive feedback, we're going to continue to do stuff. So, um, we just ask that customers be honest with us, and we have fun with it, and we'll go from there. Because we're the intention is always positive. We're always trying to get people something that's functional, something that's really going to serve them in a nutritional fashion, but also tastes good. And uh, and that's kind of the goal. It's like you said, um, why it's turned into a lifestyle brand is because how like how many times a day do you get ads from products just asking you to buy them? Like I need to know what, why, when, where, how before any before I buy anything. Mm-hmm. And so with a lifestyle brand, it gets customers out of this uh, scarcity mindset of. Less carbs, you know, less and into more, like eating more whole food plant based. Abundance mindset. Um, and yes, it's an abundance mindset. And um, it's just a, it's a whole different lifestyle that most people, a lot of people live without knowing it, like the 80 20 lifestyle. Um, but for people who are stuck in that scarcity mindset of, you know, keto or paleo or don't eat this, don't eat this, only eat this. Um, it's a change, and it's a positive change because you believe in energy and like karma and all that stuff. But I do, I totally believe in like the the energy of the food that you eat is going to be transferred into like your own personal energy. Mm-hmm. And so the blender bombs, the people who make the blender bombs are so happy all the time. The the two guys who run the co packer that we work with, nicest guys in the world. So lucky to have them. But they. The team loves them so much. Like they treat them like family. And so when you have people like that making your product, I think that that's a big reason why people like the Blender Bombs subconsciously. Mm-hmm. 
And you're so transparent. Like every person and, and Charleston's a small place, but every single person in Charleston, especially or in Columbia or all throughout the country, the world who uses blender bombs, they also, they have a relationship with you personally as Helen. Like you are so you, that is somewhere that I think that if anybody is trying to be an entrepreneur right now, I think that transparency and being vulnerable in explaining not just your successes, but also the trials, I think that it is one of the biggest reasons why you guys have and will continue to be so successful is because you take people along these journeys and you say, hey, this really didn't work. Or, But also, you know, you take these polls. There are a lot of Instagrammers or influencers or people trying to create a brand. They're like, what would you guys want to see on an app? Or like, butt day, leg day, you know, what kind of smoothie, whatever. But you listen and you take every single, you know, notification and a suggestion to heart and that's how you've built the business so the business built itself based on good feedback and bad right. feedback <clears throat> execution like he's like going with your gut instincts number one and execu- execution's number one then going with your gut instinct there's nothing that i can't stand more than when somebody says they're going to do something they don't follow through nobody's perfect i i don't do it there's sometimes where i forget things and i don't follow through but definitely 80 percent of the time like if i say i'm going to do something there's always a follow through and there's always steps. And that's kind of something that we've ingrained with our team is if you say you're going to do something, it is so imperative that you execute it because you're going to let people down and it's going to be a domino effect of letting people down because if one person has a bad experience with your team, they're going to spread that to a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And if that happened, like that's a customer is the number one priority at all times, but also we have to lead by example. If we're going to be the face or the brains behind this brand, like if we don't do what we're going to say we're going to do, why would our team ever execute? Why would our customers execute? You know, why would our smoothie bar execute if we don't lead by example? Mm-hmm. And you guys have just done such a phenomenal job with that. And I think that if anybody could take, glean any business entrepreneurial advice, it would be that. It was just to be intentional. You too. But that's yeah. good. You gotta do a lot of the bad shit so that you can filter in the good. I mean, that's yeah. that's your sure. thing. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of one person having a bad experience and then it being spread to a hundred people, spreading things. Um, I want to touch on <laughs> transition. I want to touch on COVID nineteen. I know that this is the only reason you guys, for all our listeners out there, the only reason why we're not having this podcast in person is because we're going through like a national quarantine basically with COVID-19. I say that like, you don't know every person in the world is knows about it right now. So, um, how are you guys feeling about the state of the world right now? Scott? Yeah. So it's obviously super scary. Um, I mean, my, my heart and thoughts go out to all the families and people that have been affected by this thing will continue to be, I mean, uh, it, it's just been really tough <clears throat> right now. We're just trying to think about like our, our circle and being like, are the people that work for us or with us? Like, are they okay? Are we putting them in a position to where like, it might be tough for them. Um, luckily right now we have it. Our the blender bombs companies still, it's a supply chain driven business at this point, And we haven't been too badly affected, but we're certainly like it's day to day. 
and the smoothie bar is, has tremendously affected because it's it's operating at like a, a fraction of what it should be to make its its month, monthly uh, bills and all that stuff. But but basically, like personally, I mean, I, I was I've been worried about this for months. I wouldn't say I've been worried to the extent where like I've made major changes, but I definitely went to the store and bought a ton of produce, froze as much as I could, and started thinking like, hey. If this goes down here in Charleston, like uh, we want to be, we want to be ready with our with food and you know take care of the people that we can really take care of, and so that's what we're going to do. But we're also made a pledge to each other last night that we wanted to make if we're going to eat out, we're going to support local, and we're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna try to go no and sp- Wendy's. spread the wealth. Nobody's eating Wendy's. Yeah, I got know. Wendy's last week. Donald's. I got some French. Support local. <laughs> Fast food chains will be fine. Yeah, and my, there's a silver lining to this all, and I'm glad you said that because I've been saying that when this is all over, uh, there's going to be a lot of families and individuals and businesses that are, are going to take our pers- – uh, I think they're going to have perspective transitions, and they're going to say, you know what? Let's take that trip as a family this year because it got taken from us last year. You know what? Let's 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 spin differently, think differently, and and act differently going forward. And you know what? It might give some businesses an opportunity to say, this this change this this few months where we were really struggling, it gave us it gave us time to revisit everything and start start anew. Or maybe shut things down and dissolve things that weren't really working. And so there, there's a silver lining to it and I I hope that people continue to to focus on what they can do now, whether they're quarantined in their home or wherever or abroad, that they they try to just be really smart and stay safe and then and then try to find an opportunity to get better, you know, or help somebody else. That's that's really big. So donate some food or whatever it is. So I kind of I mean it is a it is a very scary and sad situation, but I love quarantine. I'm thriving. As protectors, you're <laughs> thriving. I work from home anyway, and so, like, uh, there's often times where I feel guilty for not being social enough or, like, ah, I got to go to this party or do this, like, show my face, like, let them know I care about them by showing up and, like, really all I want to do is stay home, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome because I've been able to grind and get stuff done, but, you know, people on the other end aren't necessarily as responsive because they're homeschooling kids or whatever. So it has slowed us down. Smoothie bars struggling but that's what we've been doing these pop-ups in the neighborhood the curbside stuff and they have crushed it because people are walking in circles outside you know just mm-hmm. trying to like do something to entertain themselves you're finding the people if but the I people think aren't finding and yeah yeah we went back to our roots and we're doing like curbside pop-ups which is our bread and butter and, and it's been great and yeah, there's a I lot of people out there just kind of you know they're walking their kids they're walking their dog and they're like yeah i could use a smoothie right now it's 85 degrees in charleston in march so sure it's um it's, it's been a good time though to kind of reflect and you have more time to donate your energy to other things whether it's writing thank you notes or sending thank you emails or just like going on a picnic with your significant other spending more time with your animals and it's like I really hope we all come away from this um, being more, what's the right word? Just using our time wisely, I guess. Yeah. With the people that we love and uh, the people who you would want to quarantine with, you know? Yeah. The people who you want to spend your time with who are the most important things to you. My 
it's been hard though for, for like obviously it affecting my parents a lot because I haven't seen them in two months. That's the longest I've, I have gone without seeing them. I'm not going to see them for another, you know, one to two months because they're you know compromised. And um, I can see that it's frustrating them or especially my mom because I'm not there with her and I can't be there with her. She won't let me be there because I could be a carrier. And I, she's upset about it and it's sad. Mm-hmm. But I know in the grand scheme of things, like. People are out there dying. You know, it could be way worse. Yeah. Carlson's lucky that we have helped flatten the curve. Most of us are staying inside and, like, you know, quarantining correctly. Yeah. And Charleston's so small that I think all we can do is lead by example. And for anybody out there who is, you know, in New York or in Chicago where they don't have the luxury of having the sun and having porches and having, you know, the ability to walk around outside being, you know, six feet away from each other, um... I think that also in Charleston, like, we are just so fortunate, and we just need to really um, glean some gratitude from that. So I think that just touching on what you're saying, like, yeah, good time to work from home, good time to play with your animals, and, you know, I'm learning French. Like, there's a lot you can do. You know, there's a lot you could do right now, And, um, and a lot of it's, like, getting out of yourself getting bigger than yourself, how can you help others? So This is the time people need to be doing the personal development, learning more instead of binge-watching TV all the time. Not mm-hmm. saying it's bad to binge-watch, but like if you're going to binge-watch your whole quarantine, you ain't using your time wisely. Yeah, like- prioritize an hour. You know, it doesn't have to be all day every day, but an hour, a little little bit every day. Um, so- you'll wish that you did. Yeah, a couple hours of Tiger King should put everybody in better spirits. Uh, we stayed till like one a.m. watching it last night. You guys, I my roommates <laughs> think I'm crazy. I can't do it. I get so sad. I get so sad watching it. I can't do it. I've watched I, like one or two bits of it, and I just I shake. I can't. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 infuriating. The animal perspective is infuriating. I get so mad at all those characters because they all they're so selfish. Each and every one of them. And then they've got each of them have two hundred some tigers and big cats and alligators and other animals and it's like I just want two hundred. Can somebody just swoop in here during this documentary and take these animals out of it so these idiots can keep um, trying to kill each other? But I am living with like the young Carol Baskin here. She's about as obsessed with cats as as anybody I've ever seen. So Well with that, we want to make sure that everybody is following both of you guys. So go ahead, plug, 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 pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? I'm going to put all these things in the show notes, but where can everybody find you guys? My personal account is Hush Up and Hustle, and that's where we talk about the Smoothie Bar, Blender Bombs, 8020, our lives, etc. Um, Blender Bombs is Smoothie Booster. At the equity market, it's the cookies, and that's going to be launching a lot of new products in the next year. What is it um, called? At again? Hustle Smoothie Bar, eighty twenty market, so eighty x twenty market, mm-hmm. and then the smoothie bar is obviously Hustle Smoothie Bar, and Mr. Scott is G S Mayner, M A Y N O R. Yeah, so, super educational Instagram. No, there's has. nothing going on there. <laughs> um, yeah, go follow Blender Bombs and Hush Up and Hustle, and and uh, that would be awesome. We. And just ask, we're trying to be really uh, communicative on there, so like... We answer every DM, and yeah. if we don't, it was an accident, so yeah. just DM us again. So, yeah, whatever, I mean, it's awesome, and what a great format to, like, sort of communicate with people and learn, and, and, yeah, we're excited about it, we're having so much fun with it, I don't think any of this would exist without that, and, you know, a lot of this thing going off, and it's just so cool to see, like... You have to help him, <clears throat> he has all this podcast equipment, but we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I'm not... 
I can't do the podcast. He can. I think that the number one thing with a podcast, we'll we'll talk about this whenever we're off the off the recording. People don't want to hear about this unless they do. But that's one of those things. Y'all, if you if you have a passion, if you have an idea, now is the MFing time. This is how I started my podcast. I just said, I, same as Helen, I was like, I just have to do it. I just have to do it. Yeah. Ordered everything. I, I posted about it on my Instagram. I said, I'm going to do it. And then I held myself accountable and you just do it. Well, your podcast is great. Well, yeah, thanks. It's awesome. And if you ever want to have us back on, it's, I, I'd love to. I think it's great. I love doing this kind of stuff. Such a projector. I love it. You need the invitation. Well, the invitation is yours all the time. So we're going to have you guys over to the casita. We'll do wine. We'll do podcast as soon as, you know, we find masks. But you know what we did yesterday real quick? Yeah. Someone came and bought a pina colada smoothie from the curbside pickup, and we topped it off with rum. Hello, yeah. game changer. Yeah, well, we get, yeah, we, we've got to support, you know. People, that sounds people awesome. Out there. If you haven't. That's the most. Um, that's, that's with love. Ask, it, ask for it with love next time. <laughs> Con love. Well, love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Y'all have been unbelievable so much there's so much to tap into you're a keg of knowledge and um <laughs> we'll we'll tap into it at another point but you guys i'll share all of these show notes to make sure that everybody has all of this quality information you're amazing and i've taken enough of your time perfect on the hour and um but we'll have you guys on later thank you so much mm-hmm.